Chapter Eighteen of A Little Bush Maid by Mary Grant Bruce. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Bologna Times. Chapter Eighteen, Evening. They were all sitting on the lawn in the twilight. Nora had dispensed afternoon tea with laborious energy, ably seconded by Dick, who carried cups and cake and made himself generally useful. Then they had talked. Until the sun slipped over the edge of the plain, there was so much to talk of in those days. The hermit had been allowed to leave his room a fortnight since. He was still weak, but strength was coming every day—strength that follows on happiness. Nora declared he grew better every day, and no one contradicted her. He and his wife sat hand in hand. They were rarely seen any other way. Perfect content, on each placid face. Dick lay on the grass at their feet and smoked and threw stems of buffalo grass at Nora, who returned them honorably. Mister Linton, also smoking, surveyed the group with satisfaction. They had been talking over plans for the future, plans which Mister Linton's masterfulness modified very considerably. "Go away," he said. "Certainly not. I've engaged your son as tutor to my daughter." And I really can't spare him from the poor neglected child. Then, as you, curiously enough, don't wish to leave your son, the course is quite clear. You must stay here. I'm not going to live on you, Davy. You needn't. I'm bitterly in need of someone with a head for figures, a thing I never possessed. You can help me tremendously. And good as dear old Brownie is, I know Nora ought to be with a gentlewoman. To learn the things that aren't in school books, it's the best chance you and I have ever had, isn't it, Nora? We aren't going to let it or you slip through our hands. It's it's all very well, Davy, old man. I know it is. Now can't you let well alone, Jim? Talk of it again in five years' time. You may have better luck then. I don't say you will, but you may. Hang it all, man! You're not going to thwart me when I've just got my family together. Well, I won't for a while," the hermit said, and immediately received a kiss on the top of his head. "Thank you, Nora," he said meekly. "Don't mention it," Nora answered politely. "Oh, I'm so glad you're going to stay with us, Mister Hermit." Nora had flatly declined to call her friend anything but the name she had given him in the bush. As for the hermit, he was perfectly content with anything Nora did, and had no idea of objecting. You heard, didn't you, Nora, that they'd found your friend, the Winfield murderer? Mister Linton asked. Daddy, no. Found his body in an old shaft, not far from Winfield. He had the stolen property on him, so there's no doubt of his guilt. So that clears your hermit, even in your suspicious mind. Ah, don't, Daddy. Nora said, flushing, "I wasn't suspicious. I was a duffer." I don't think you were," the hermit said decidedly. "A very sensible duffer, anyhow." Dick laughed. <laughs> "No use trying to come between those two," he said. "Not a bit," said the hermit with great cheerfulness. He smiled at Nora. "You brought me back to life twice." When I think, but for Nora. Mrs. Stevenson murmured brokenly, "No one would have known you were dying in that dreadful tent." Yes," said the hermit. 
but I didn't know anything about it. My best memory is of my little friend who brought me good news when I was wishing with all my soul that I'd died in the tent. Don't, Jim, said Mr. Linton. <laughs> well, between one and another, there's a fair chance of spoiling my pupil, laughed Dick, stretching himself. I'll have to be doubly stern to counteract the evil influences, Nora. You can prepare for awful times. When next Monday comes, Mr. Linton, may it be soon, you can say good-bye to your pickle of a daughter. She will come out from my mill ground into the most approved type of young lady. Accomplishments, prunes, and prisms personified. Mr. Linton laughed. <laughs> will she he said pulling nora's hair gently i wonder well you can do your worst dick somehow i fancy that under all the varnish i'll find my little bush maid the end end of chapter eighteen end of a little bush maid by mary grant bruce